of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of Super Zagoy Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. And um, We've been gone for a while. Yeah, sorry about that. We had like hours upon hours of work. That made it really, really hard when you're working 60 plus hours easy. Our busy season has come to an end. Finally. So we'll be able to podcast once again. And with that note, we've kind of figured doing it bi-weekly and covering as much as we were covering in a show was a little excessive, and that's what was making it really hard of a strain on us. Yeah, because we didn't have the time to do research and watch all those episodes. Like, watch 12 episodes. Right. And then of two different animes, and trying to do an hour is just rough. And then we also figured it might be easier for our listeners to only have to listen to about half an hour's worth of stuff instead of an hour's worth of stuff. So, on that note... We're going to start doing half an hour's once a week again. And we're still going to cover six episodes of an anime both weeks. So we'll be covering, like, this episode, Nambaka, the last six episodes, because the last episode we covered the first six, and then next week we will start a whole new animes for six six episodes. Yep, and then we can also review movies and other things that we find on Netflix and stuff. Or at the movie theater, so. Yep. Like he said, for this week, we're going to talk about Nambaka. We finished the other six episodes of Nambaka, The Numbers. We watched 7 through 12 of 14 now. At least we think so. Yeah. There, I know for sure there's 13, and yeah. I think it's going to go on to 14. Yeah. Because it's still showing that it's downloading. Yeah, yeah, it's waiting. You can watch it on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Anime Planet. It's a lot of places to watch this show. It's a comedy following the daily lives and misadventures of four inmates in Namba, the world's most formidable prison. Where we left off, happy-go-lucky anime show turned into a bit of a seriousness that kind of got real dark real fast. It did, yeah. It turned into like an action-packed type show. It was kind of weird, because it it wasn't like that at all before that. No, the first like four episodes, five episodes were like, do-do-do, fun little tournament stuff, and then all of a sudden the sixth episode, things went downhill quick. Um, Jugo ended up turning into like a half-monster. Yeah, because of his shackles. He had like blades for legs and arms. And it was in the middle of the fight with the old cellmate who ended up having fire magic, he had information about the guy that put the shackles on Jugo in the past, the guy that had the scar on his neck. And so Jugo was like, oh, well, I gotta get this, so I gotta beat it out of him, I guess. And yeah, give me they the info. got crazy bro. at each other, and he turned into a monster. He really did, and, like, his eyes changed, too. Like, his eyes are two different colors, green and purple. When he transformed, they were just, like, straight red with, like, rage. When we came back, instead of being able to straight away see what was going on with that fight, episode 7 was a weird filler. Yeah, it really was early on in the show. Not necessary at all. Yeah, it just gave <laughs> like a backstory on the failure of the Japanese ninja inmate and how he ended up not even really being a ninja. He yeah, was just he a, was, he an, was actor. an actor. He, I mean, technically he was a ninja, but he got found by like a director and a producer back when he was like, I don't know, 6 kidnapped him and basically turned him into an actor but he didn't know any better because he didn't know that they really weren't his parents well and either way i was like i don't care why are you showing me this yeah it was really strange the only thing that was like relatively useful was Mm. that jugo befriended him after they met that first time exactly and like that was it he was because he found out that he was an actor and it was like like, okay jugo (laughs) is friends with everybody yeah even though he has no personality it's kind of strange and then after that we found out that no, actually, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it for that episode. Yeah. So next the, episode. Next episode, the three of the guards took care of the fire guy, and then Hajime just, like, wrecked 
Jugo. He like wrecked him. He destroyed him. It was after Jugo was attempted to get stopped by his cellmates because they knew if he kept going, he was going to get put somewhere far, far away. So they tried to interfere, and Jugo had none of it. He hurt some of them, threw them away, and like he went to go chop Uno, and Hajime just straight up like caught the blade with his hand. It was pretty savage. Yeah, and he ended up beating him half to death, basically. Basically. And he was critically injured, and... I mean, he stopped the tournament and all the nonsense that was happening, but because he used too much force on him, he got a three-day suspension, which was kind of interesting. I didn't think that was necessary to be put there either, but it was like, all right, right, I guess they're trying to have some justice in here. Yeah, and then we end up having another random filler episode explaining Hajime's three-day suspension and, like, what he was doing during that time and, like, what it was like for the other prison guards who covered for him for a little while. But that episode didn't come until later, so it was even stranger because it was out of order. So he he got suspended, and then randomly... Jugo, it was like days later, and he's now in stable condition, and Hajime sets up a visit to have a conversation between him and the fire guy, the old cellmate, and the old cellmate's like, oh, well, you know, the guy that put those shackles on you is the same guy that ended up experimenting on me and figuring out stuff with my fire magic and nonsense, and it was like, okay, so he had info on him, but he couldn't go after him anymore because the prison ended up nullifying his fire stuff. Yeah, they, like, put a chip in his arm, so anytime he starts to heat up, it automatically, like, deactivates it. So now Jugo has to go after him himself. Basically, but the guy wanted this conversation with Jugo, and they ended up talking, but he absolutely had no information on the guy. Just his little random backstory. And he ended up meeting, like, some other little side character to the guy with the scar on his neck named, like, Elf, I think. Evil-looking little guy. He was, like, his lackey, basically. basically He's the one that found... Yeah, he's the one that found the old cellmate with the magic in the first place and got him. He, like, lured him into being able to get experimented on. Yeah. So, this is also where I kind of started getting, like, uh, I don't know, the show's starting to turn something I didn't really care for. Yeah, me too. Because during this time, like, Hajime's been, like, serious, but always kind of relaxed with these four guys because he knows they don't mean any harm. They're just kind of living out their time. And when he beat the heck out of Jugo, you're kind of like, well, damn. And then his attitude towards Jugo and everybody after that was, like, yeah, real completely serious. Changed. And, like, wasn't kind of carefree in a sense like he was in the first few episodes. And I was just like, this isn't... Yeah. I don't like this. Right. I was like, Who, where did this come from? Yeah. Why is he like this? And like he was, like, verbally beating up on Jugo now when he was in his cell. I was like, this isn't fun anymore. No. You like, know? Where, what, what's going on? But, but everything was still sparkly. Yeah. Which it was, was. Yeah, everything was still sparkly. <laughs> but it was just, like, super serious. So yeah. it was like... It ended up being that Hajime was kind of, like... Hajime is basically telling Jugo that he has no motivation or ambitions, and he's trying to help him realize that, even though he did it through, like, a mean way. Yeah, he was doing it for the best, I guess. Yeah, but it worked. Because then Jugo ended up breaking down, and he realized that he wants to have friends, and for winning the tournament, you got, like, whatever you wanted. So his main thing that he wanted was to go back to the cell with his friends. Yep, and be under Hajime again. Yeah, so it was like, okay, sure, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Like, if this is what's going to help you be a normal person, then go for it. This is when we had the fuller, fun, filler episode. The the fulfill fun for... Yeah. (laughs) The what now? Random filler with Hajime's suspension and all the things that interacted with it. It was just a bunch of random stuff. There yeah. was a robot nurse. They made a dakimakura, which is like the body pillows. Yeah. And they painted oh, Jugo. Jugo's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, they tried to get out of physical training, basically. It was like, yeah, it was okay. Whatever. This is I don't, strange. It, like, it was, more, it was more of the show that we had Seen. liked before, yeah. but it was just so random now that we were like, well, uh, make up your mind. Yeah. You know, like, is this supposed to fit in with what we were trying to see before, or is mm-hmm. this like where it's going now? Or What's I don't happening? know. 
So then Juko returns and tells them that he wants to be real friends. And, you know, everything gets happy and whatever. Yeah. So then the warden is waiting for Hajime's report, right? And she goes like, okay, well, you know, come meet me at my office because I want to know what's been happening. So one of the other guards starts making fun of her for her crush on Hajime. He comes in wearing, like, a paper mask with Hajime's face on it. Yeah. And um, he tells her, like, oh, you got to remember to smile. And she, like, beat him down, and there was blood all over the place, and Hajime walked in to turn in the report, and it looked like a crime scene. Like, she, he opened the door, and there was just blood everywhere. And she's standing over him, and she's covered in blood, and she's like, oh, I got to smile. So she, like, turns over and really slow to look at him and smile. smile. <laughs> but she looked, like, super menacing and sinister, and he, like, ran in because he got all scared, and he threw the report on the desk and ran out and was like, okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, like, this is <laughs> not cool. That part made more sense because it was like... This is humor, but it has, it's humor to do with what was going on mm-hmm. with the story, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like some random backflash, backflash, flashback. Episodes 11 and 12 kind of just kind of gave us flashbacks on how Jugo met each individual cellmate, along with each one of them getting their, uh, their prizes. Uno got his game room, Rock got his stone oven, and Nico got his game room and even got like a specific console just for him. But because you said two two people got game rooms, so Uno's game room was more like Gambling. poker, yeah. Ga- yeah, pool, darts, right? And Nico's was an arcade, basically. Yeah, so. it was kind of fun because it showed like their friendships that they had with each other, and then it also each one of them kind of invited their counterpart from the New Year's tournament to come see why they wanted those prizes. Because pretty much every single one of them was questioned, like, why would you want to choose that? Why do you want these things? And they brought them all there, and they all enjoyed it. And they were like, woo! So they had a lot of fun with it. But I felt like that was unnecessary, too. It's like, no, I, don't, it was. I don't care about their friendships with random other inmates that I don't care about. Like, stop it. I want to see fun stuff, like, before. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, and then it wasn't even story-oriented for the last two episodes, either. Yeah. Until the very end of episode 12, when you see Elf, that little sinister, like, helper to the guy with the scar on the back of his neck sitting on the corner of the cell, like, with an evil look. He wasn't in the corner of the cell, though. What ended right. up happening was Jugo snuck out at the end of the night and oh, went outside to go right. look at the stars or yeah, something, and right. the guy was outside of the prison watching him. Mm-hmm. So that that's how that happened. That's right. I don't know how the show is going to go, especially if it's yeah. only got two more episodes left. Well, no, because I think it's supposed to have 24 oh, um, okay, okay. total. So, But, I mean, it started off so well, and then all of a sudden, like, it... It changed did this. So, yeah, I don't know if they, like, didn't know what they were trying to do, or if, like, they got a different director or something like that, something but it changed. was just, yeah, something happened, and it's not what we started off with, so it's like, I'm not sure uh, if I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like they realized, oh, we should probably throw some story in here, because how well, long are people going to watch a bunch of nonsense? Yeah, but they're also basing it off of a manga that did really well. My thinking is they started doing the anime and then releasing it too soon. I don't think they got enough of the story out in a row. Like, you know how certain animes, they do, like, 20 episodes and then they have, like, a random filler because they can't keep up with the manga? I think this one didn't get to do its continuous flow of a story, so those random fillers really threw it off for me. Even though it got dark, I'm cool with it getting dark because it gave us some story. So, are you saying that... Because the manga has... They've, there's 100 chapters out of the well, manga. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking the show creator, like the one who was adapting it from the manga, was impatient and started releasing the episodes before they had enough of it to do. I don't think so, because there's a hundred chapters of the manga that's out right now. So then why have random filler? There's just no point. 
Maybe they followed the manga too closely. Maybe. Maybe the manga ran off in weird spots, and that's so they're what following they that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think the show's good. It could use some work, but it's fun. I'm not going to continue watching it, I don't think. Like, yeah. Unless I'd have running, I've run out of other animes to check out, uh, I'm not going to focus on watching this one. I'd rather go back and finish Tokyo Ghoul. So into some news, we found that there is finally a season two teaser trailer for attack on titan which i know for you is probably pretty exciting because you were into that show a lot more than me yeah and it was like i've been waiting for this for like over a year it's been a long time well they kept saying oh it's gonna come back it's gonna come back and it just like never did yeah it was like okay so did the show die and then like in the meantime we've gotten two crappy like live action movies that were not great yeah from what we've heard i didn't didn't even even watch them them. i watched the trailers and heard other people and i was just like i'm not even gonna waste (laughs) an hour's worth of my time to watch something that was awful. Right. I'll still watch it, like, if it comes out on Hulu or Netflix or something, something, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to find it. I might have to actually watch the first season, because... All over again? Yeah, well, I never watched the full thing with you. That's true. I was always confused, because it just seemed, I don't know, to me it wasn't well written, and maybe it was because of the mixture of episodes. That's probably what it was, because he was just kind of watching it in the background while I was watching it, so he missed things here and there, and That made sense, and... Yeah. No, we'll definitely rewatch it, that'd be awesome. All I got was, like, the dude was an outcast, who then ended up having the ability to turn into a titan, kinda, maybe? And there's, like, some insider chick who was trying to take them down who can turn into a titan? That's all I remember. Well... Like I said, we'll go over we'll yeah. re- rewatch it and that'll be cool because then we can go into season two. Yeah. So no I think I think you'll really like it. Well what'd you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. Like I, I don't mind the anime style and it seems pretty gruesome, like the first season did, so I look yeah. forward to it. It's pretty brutal. Like yeah. it's it's cool though because it's not like overly brutal. It's like watching a Tarantino movie. I did like the fact that it seems like they're adding more styles to the Titans, I guess. So, like, in the very final cut, you see, um, I believe his name's Aaron, right? The guy mm-hmm. who can turn into a Titan. Fighting what looked like a golden-armored Titan. Which was neat, because, yeah. you know, they don't typically wear armor. They just kind of wobble around naked. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe he himself will be able to do, like, a hardening after some training. Maybe. Like, so that'd be kind of cool to see where that goes. Yeah. The teaser wasn't too long. It didn't really show us a whole lot. It just showed more in-depth stuff. Yeah. So It was like, crap's happening. Help. I'm excited for when that actually comes out. It's supposed to come out sometime next month, so we don't have to wait too long. Yes. Also, since how long this episode's been coming out, it's been like, what about since Christmas? Alex and I first got to play Pokemon Go on Apple Watches. Yay. I got one to match hers now, and we've been able to hatch eggs and stuff like that while we're at work. Oh, it's so nice. Like, at first I thought the update was just going to be kind of weird. Yeah. You know? I was like, eh, I it's don't gonna know. It's going to be clunky or something. Playing on a watch seems strange, but... It really wasn't. No, it's actually really nice because then you don't have to have your phone out all the time yes. while you walk around. Although, granted, they could use some updates with the stability. Yes. Just because it seems like every time they have some somewhat of a little update... It it's just goes just, to crap. Yeah, it crashes on you. You open it up, and then you try to take a few steps. It counts maybe .01 of a kilometer, and yeah. then it closes. And, and then, it's like, mm, mm. okay. I will say this, though. From when the app first came out onto the watch... It was very touch and go if it worked or didn't work. There'd yeah. be times I would walk like six kilometers and it said I walked six kilometers and it wouldn't track to my phone at all. Right. But with some of the updates now, yeah, the opening and closing of the app is not fun for stability, but at least it tracks now. Yeah. And I also found out one of the issues was that if you have your phone on um, LTE, not wireless or Wi-Fi 
for whatever reason, it doesn't track it. If oh. you have a Wi-Fi signal in range, I guess. Because huh. I noticed that if I have my Wi-Fi on and I walk, it will track. But if I walk with LTE on, it won't. Oh, I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah. Interesting. At least for mine, anyway. So yeah. maybe it's because on like my watch, it'll only connect via Wi-Fi or something. Maybe. So I'll have to give it some more goes outside of the building. Yeah. Well, mine works somewhere outside. Like when we were in Chicago, well, it was yeah. fine. It, it, I got plenty of steps, and there's no Wi-Fi. Maybe it's just because the LTE is not a good signal inside there or something. Yeah, that's probably more so what it is. But overall, I really like it because it's helpful. I think I've hatched, you know... A handful of 10 kilometer eggs and it's like i don't have to have my phone open the entire time to do yes that. so it uh, one downfall is um you know honestly i can probably go like a whole seven hours with the app open tracking the whole time yeah before the watch gets low battery but it does add drain on your phone still technically yeah it does i've noticed that too because it's still updating the entire time yeah, so they I need to just add more battery power something. or a battery saving something to yeah. the, the app because yeah it, it kills your phone app no matter what you're using a 6s and i'm using a 6s plus which i got like the giant battery and so yeah in and of itself pokemon is draining on the phone but the fact that i can have it closed on my phone and have it still be draining because it's open on my watch just doesn't make sense although i do enjoy the new update with all the new pokemon the gen 2 yes gen 2 is awesome and the ability to customize your character a little bit more i find that fun i gave my character glasses so it's the little things, people. It's the little it, things. You know, I like that, except for the fact that the glasses cost so much. Well, it's because they're it's like expecting... It's like coins. People are expecting everybody to have, like, 10,000 coins by now because they've had... Gym battles yeah, and stuff, I guess. Yeah, they've had gym battles and nothing else to buy. You know, so, you're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. So, I do really like the Gen 2. It's kind of uh, reinvigorated my wanting to play. Thing is... I've already gotten a lot of the ones that come out a lot and like their evolutions already. So I'm back to now. I got. I'm still working on my freaking Charmeleon, trying to get to become a Charizard, and I still yeah. need a Venusaur because they don't have enough of those spawning. Right. But otherwise, I'm excited to keep playing. On that note, we will be going to Washington D.C. and I look forward to playing there and seeing what yes. they're gonna have in Washington D.C. at the time. Right. We're going at the end of this month actually because we're gonna go see the cherry blossoms. Yes. We're going to the official like national cherry blossom festival in washington dc so it'll be really fun i think um the weather i don't know about the weather it's it started it's, snowing yeah today, and we're getting some weather updates saying it's going to be like snow flurries while we're there yeah so it's either going to be really pretty with like snow on the pink flowers or yeah. it's gonna be horrendous right or the the trees are just going to be empty yeah but the festival will still be there which is pretty cool so at least we'll get something we'll get we'll be able to have an up an episode about that which will be different so yeah you know it'd be fun because we we've done one episode where we did the cherry blossom festival in san jose i'm sorry not san jose san francisco right and then we which, went and saw cherry blossoms in ohio yes but two drastically different things because like the yes. one in san francisco was a very big letdown in terms of the cherry blossom himself but the cultural events that happened there were cool but then right. seeing the cherry blossoms in Athens, Ohio is cool, but there was no festival to go with it. So right. this Maybe is supposed this to be, be a good mixture. Yeah, I hope so. Because there's supposed to be a lot of trees there. There are. There's a ton of trees. So hopefully we'll be able to see some good stuff happening. Yeah, you know, and it's also like in the historic area of Washington, D.C. So it's going to be kind of cool to be able to see all the monuments and whatnot that we've never gotten to go to as well. Yeah, and we'll get some history too. That way we can... It's not just like, hey guys, we saw trees. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of history, we're also going to go see a event here actually in Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati, Ohio at the uh, Cincinnati Art Museum. Yes, I saw this. Actually, one of my friends suggested it to me, mm-hmm. and it's at the Art Museum, like Justin said. It's a special exhibit where they're showcasing over 10 different complete suits of samurai armor. Which is awesome. Yeah, and along with different weapons and accessories and stuff like that. So, yeah, and the website's really cool looking, too, so if you guys want to look into it, yeah, check it out. It's called um, Dress to Kill Arms and Armor. Yeah, it's all samurai stuff, so, so that's going to be really exciting to go see. If you guys listen to our show and you're in the area and you didn't know about it, check it out because it's here for at least three months. Yeah. Um, what, till May, I believe, right? Yes. So definitely head on over there. Maybe you guys can see us. I look forward to seeing all this armor. And, and a special like shout out to Chelsea for suggesting yes, this to us. Yes, thank you, Chelsea. We appreciate it. Yeah. I am sad though we didn't get to go to the opening day ceremonies, oh, no, which were supposed to be fun. really cool. Because they had a whole they had a night event for it. They had yeah. like a DJ there, and they were gonna have food, and they were gonna have like a little party going on. Yeah. And we had to work that day, so we couldn't make it. But, Unfortunately, yeah. but yeah. They also had like a movie festival that yeah, night too, exactly. and I was like, man. There's a lot of things that we like to do that we can't, like, I don't know what it is going on lately, but a lot of Fathom events have been coming around replaying animes. Like, we got to see Spirited Away, which is awesome, but then we missed the Sword Art Online movie. Yeah, and we also missed Princess Mononoke. Yeah, we they were played on, on like, a Thursday. Yeah, so was no was good for normal people, yeah, but, you know, we, we, we work, work nights, nights. And we work most of the weekend, so they yeah, want that. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, um, one other upcoming event that we're planning on doing in April um, is going to go see Miyavi. Yes, um, I'm so excited. I'm not a huge fan of Miyavi because I don't really know his music. You will. I will soon will. enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, in Chicago. So we're going to make a trip back there to uh, what is it? The Blues House of Blues. The House of Blues. Um, so, I mean, he's got to have at least a little bluesiness to his music, I'd imagine. He does. He's actually very different in some of his styles. He likes to. Um, like, okay, this is a style that's typically used for a bass player. You slap the strings, and it's... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like um, Seinfeld, if you've ever watched Seinfeld, that whole ba-ding, ba-ding, ding, ding kind yeah, of Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're usually slapping their bass strings in order to do that. They're not really picking them. So he does that, but with his guitar, and it creates an entirely different sound. Um, it's really cool. There's a bunch of videos, and... Um, he hasn't been doing it the entire time of his career, but he started doing it like the last maybe five years or so. Mm-hmm. And he's really, I don't know, I just, I love it. It sounds amazing. So, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I've heard a couple of his songs that you had on your phone and we played it in the car. Um, yeah. But I've never really delved into his stuff. So I look forward to kind of getting to see it in yeah. person um, and one here of the in cool April. things about Miyavi too is that he doesn't just stick to one style like yeah mm-hmm. he's J-Rock and J-Pop but you know what I mean he can be like super slow to like super fast and he's got some like screamy stuff in there and he'll really? like dive okay. into some like techno kind of stuff yeah it's wow. really neat that sounds interesting so okay I'll look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be really cool, because I never thought I'd be able to see him. Yeah, and then just happen to see that he's coming to town, and we're right. like, yeah, we'll drive four hours to go see him. Right. Why so, not? We'll have an episode about that, too. That'll yeah. be fun. Um, that's enough of the events we're going to be covering here soon. On another note, I just wanted to share some fun, interesting story that I saw. It's called a Magical Girl English Class. Yeah, I thought this was really cool, too, because how right? often do you see that? Yeah, let alone in an English class at a university. So, right. um, University of South Carolina has English 101, which is the course called Reading and Writing, and it's about magical girls. It looks into the magical girl genre, feminism, and political thinkings. Which I think is awesome, because right? that's kind of the whole look at, you know, we watched Madoka Magica, mm-hmm. and it dives into a lot of that stuff. You yes. know, how to be, like, an independent girl that grows up and is still strong but going through all of these things about growing up yep. you know it's like yep. sailor moon 
Well, too, Sailor Moon had a lot of that. Yeah, so which mentioning those is pretty cool because um, it covers episodes during the class, like Little Witch Academia, Sailor Moon, Madoka Magica, among the few. Yeah. And then on top of that, like for the first portion of the course, he'll assign them readings, and then it'll discuss like feminism, and then apply it to the episodes that they've read with the the readings as well. It's pretty neat that they cover all that. Yeah, I really like that. That's- and. They should have classes like that in more places. They, I think they should have a lot more classes like that because why not make yeah. it more interesting? Especially because it's such a lower level English classes. Right. It doesn't have to be so serious in a sense. It's not like yeah. you're taking 101C, which is about proper form of writing with grammar and getting yourself ready for the exit exam. Like, it's 101. Just make it fun for the students. Well, they probably do in Japan. Because, oh, yeah, of course. Because it's Japan. pop culture in yeah. Japan. Like, that's normal. That is what you watch. Yeah, you know instead of, I mean? like, reading of mice and men. Yeah. <laughs> Beowulf or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, like, here, you know, magical girls, people are just going to be like, oh, it's just some stupid kid stuff. Yeah, it's like, is this know? a club? Like, wh- is this cartoons. an actual class? Yeah, so it's awesome that it's, it's taken such a big hold that it's going to be taught in a university class. It's yep. kind of like that Simpsons class, you know? It's like, oh, wow, like, there's, the Simpsons have been along for so long, there's right? a class about them in university. Why not? Like, like how is it yeah. that this show is so successful, and right. why? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's, it, that's it, awesome. It, yeah, like, as a kid, you don't realize it. You think it's just a funny cartoon that has some jokes that you like every now and again, but in reality, like, the political hits on it are astounding. Yeah. And very similar to, like, South Park, in a sense, too. South Park yes. hits on a lot of, like, political things as well. Yeah, they just push the boundary in an a entirely lot more. different way. <laughs> but look at both shows. South Park's been around for, like, what, 15 seasons? Right. In, yeah, no, what is that? Exactly. That's, like, 15 years. And yeah. Simpsons has been around, what, almost 20? Yeah. So, like, that's amazing. Exactly. So, if you guys live in South Carolina and you want to take a fun class, go find that English 101 Magical Girls and yeah. let us know. That would be cool. I wonder if they're going to start having stuff like that online. Because that would be fun. We probably could sign up for South Carolina online. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We'll have like, to check it out. Yeah. All right. That about does it for us. So yep. look forward. Our first quick episode. Right. Um, check us out for uh, updates on the events we announced in this episode. And hopefully you guys will enjoy what we have to talk about. Um, make sure to find us at Super Sugoi Cast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And Twitch. Oh, yeah. Twitch as well. Yes. Yeah. Also, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Uh, send us messages at supersugoycast at gmail.com. Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. And check out the Night of Living Geeks at notlg.com. They keep adding more and more podcasts all the time. Also, thank you to Alex Barroza for our music. We'll put a link so you can check out more of his stuff. And if you like the new format of our episodes, yeah, give us, us some know. feedback, you know? Yeah, maybe it'll just be easier for you guys to hear us out every week. Right, just a quick little like, hey, what's up, guys? And yeah. then, you know, that's the end of it. So, yeah. anyway, for now, bye. bye. <laughs>